Happy International Women's Day, Mr. Happy <laughs> International. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure if I should be wishing you International Women's Day or uh, you, you can wish me that, but Happy International Women's Day. Yes, thank you. Thank, th- thank you, Senna. Yeah. What, what did you do for the women in, in your life? Uh, fuck all. Absolutely nothing. Really? Um, <laughs> no, and, and it's like when, when I was, it's what I mentioned to you earlier, I feel like I can't keep track of the number of women's days there are uh-huh. in a year. Like every other month we're celebrating women's day. Or maybe I'm just the one that's like confusing the different commemoration months or days. Uh-huh. But I know South Africa has a different women's day. Mm. which I think is in August uh-huh. and that at times confuses me so this one always catches me by surprise because it's never in any of our media it's never advertised I don't look at it as an upcoming public holiday like mm-hmm. the one in, the one in August I know for sure um, we get a day off so mm-hmm. it's always in my head and then you can like buy flowers or whatever you know like Mother's Day Okay, I um I I mean I listened I listened <laughs> intensely, and you said it feels like every other day is Women's Day. So is it because you know every other day is Women's Day for you, Senda? <laughs> no, oh, oh, I guess look every I'm not about to go on that um that uh deadbeat boyfriend statement from valentine's day with every day is valentine's uh-huh um but yeah i mean i i am every every day you should celebrate women every day in my opinion right mm-hmm. um I, I i've always admired guys who post their women every wednesday like tabo does it every wednesday without fail if you go on oh, really? instagram oh, yeah if you go on tabo's instagram every wednesday he's going to post his person and it'll be on some cute wcw post and i'll be like oh okay you'll be like what you know, you'll be like, uh, <laughs> here we go <laughs> why are you hating <laughs> i'm not hating no really i'm not hating i'm not hating it's just like okay does this mean nobody is this like the norm for like is this like what guys should do when they date and stuff like uh-huh. you know but anyways, um, every day you can maintain. Well, I mean, ugh, most people will say that a post is just a post, so you shouldn't even. It's not like it's not difficult to maintain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you can celebrate the women in your life every day, go ahead and do so. Um, and I think you should definitely do that. But yeah, this one took me by surprise because I think I, in in my head it's always in August. So then when you just come on Twitter and then it's like Women's Day, I'm like, oh wow. Mm-hmm. For real? Today? Mm. Didn't know. Yeah, some of us were not posted on Women's Day or, or it wasn't even on a Wednesday, was it? So it wasn't like uh, Women Crush Wednesday. Yes, it was Tuesday vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can only I can only say was when you post that at some point. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Maybe they're like me. Maybe they're like me waiting for the, the one in August. 
a lot of excuses a lot of excuses but anyway talk about um Oh, anyway, let's introduce. Uh, hi, guys! If you're listening to this for the very first time, welcome to Galen's Guys Podcast. With me, Natasha, we've got our very special. I don't know what to, at this point we need to start paying Senna. <laughs> yes, <laughs> appearance fee of some sort. Some, some, <laughs> some, some type of you know appearance fee. Uh, you know, um, I've been saying the the longer Cody stays away. She must be careful over Salo Siahamba very quick. <laughs> Next thing we're rebranding. <laughs> and then, and then. Uh, I don't think it can work. <laughs> <laughs> we have to change the girl. Well, except if I'll be like, girl. I think color soap. Color, I put color with MTC. So we CCC. I'm just saying. No, I'm no. I'm just no. saying. <laughs> No, no. Shout, 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 shout out to Koli. Shout out to Koli doing her thing. Um, yeah. Yes, Senna. Thank you. Thank you so much. How, how's your partner in crime? No, he's good. He's good. He was, I think he was on some uh, work trip. So he was, in, I think he was in job at least, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Uh, we didn't have a, an episode last week. That was largely because of me. Uh, I was unavailable. Mm-hmm. But we'll be back. We're coming back this week. I know you guys were looking Friday in my podcast, in my podcast, and I podcast. Uh-huh. We just couldn't make it happen last week. No, no, fair enough. Did you guys? Did you? Did you meet him? Did you see each other? No, no, no. I couldn't. I couldn't. No, so I couldn't travel to Joburg, and he couldn't come to Cape Town. Uh-huh. Um, it was just also in the middle of a very busy period of time. Mm-hmm. But next month for yeah we're gonna link up next month definitely hundred percent. Lily busy linking up worldwide every month. Yeah. I wish I wish, but I mean it it's it's we're getting close to wedding things so many. Uh, oh amazing amazing so so yes guys we've got senna from six foot weight um hopefully everyone um already is familiar with it if not you're behind please 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 catch up catch up catch up um okay uh talking about uh women's day uh i don't know if you saw this on twitter there is a twitter account uh a bot which was responding to organizations that were so organizations that were posting about international women's day um yeah particular account would quote tweet and say what the in uh, what the salary disparity was between men and women so for example it would say uh this particular organization pays women 24 percent less than the men in the same role um, I don't know if you saw that, but it was it was just amazing to see, and uh, quite a few companies actually ended up deleting some of their posts. That must be super embarrassing, though. If you're like the marketing person of X Y Z company, you come out and say, "Oh, you know, Happy International Women's Day," or "We appreciate women, we love women," and then you get exposed like that. It must be the worst thing. I know, I know, and and especially the companies that deleted, I was like, <laughs> that ended up because you can't even. It's not even they disputing it, right? They just fold it like immediately, like, 
oh, okay, cool. We'll just fold. And that's it. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, no, man. Yeah, I thought it was really powerful. So I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, right? And I'm trying to look for a more prominent company. Oh, so uh, Daily Express, which is a newspaper, right? So it co-tweeted and said, in this organization, women's median hourly pay is 22.5% lower than men's. Um, And they did that for quite a few companies. Uh, Yeah, Humberside Police. And yeah, (laughs) you can actually see that some organizations were deleting their tweets. After they were exposed. Yeah. I wonder where all they where they're getting that information from. Whoever's running the bot or whoever yeah. you know got it. Because I mean I assume it's protected and confidential, but you must have hacked into something just to get just to get your info. Yeah. Just to get that kind of info. Exactly, exactly. But no, I thought that was interesting. Obviously, some some organizations fed better because some it was like, oh, the women's median hourly pay is higher or is the same, you know, that there's yeah. gender um, equality. So I thought, I thought, I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, before we go into the politics, what, is, is there anything else that's, that's, that you've seen on social media that you thought was interesting? Um. I'll, I'll think I'll think about it and then I'll come back to you at the end. I can't think of something on top of my head right now. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so uh, politics. Oh, do you know what? Someone tweeted, uh, and I think it is C. Paul. I forget his handle. Uh, tweeted and said, damn you, Nelson Chamisa, for reigniting that little hope in my heart. And... That's exactly how I feel. Um, so in Zim, Nelson Chamisa's party, CCC, uh, has been holding yellow rallies uh, all over the place. They had one in Gweru, they had one in Gokwe, um, and then they had like a key one in Wulawayo last weekend. Um, and, and, and they had one in Kwekwe before, unfortunately, where um, some... So, one of the attendees was was murdered and obviously there's been a lot of talk about that being more politically motivated and yeah clearly there was just a lot of concern about political violence so rest in peace to that person I think they said his name was Mbonisi Ngube um, who unfortunately passed away uh, at the Kwekwe rally um, then fast forward to the Bulaio rally um I watched a bit of it. Did I watch a bit of it? I, I watched most of the speech. Yes, I, I, I watched a Nelson Chimisa's speech. Um, and actually, I don't know, maybe I am very easily impressed, but I was impressed by it. Um, a number of things. It was, it was clear to me, you know, when, when you see an event uh, or, or something happening and you can tell that a lot of feedback, social media feedback, a lot of the discourse that has been happening on social media has been factored in. 
So one being like language. Um, Nelson Chimisa tried to address people in Isindebele. Obviously, you know, he's not fluent, um, but you could tell that, you know, he's actually yeah. made more of an effort than I've seen in any Zim leader who's not in Debele. Uh, I thought that was that 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 was interesting, and just in terms of the content of what he said, it was very yeah. Matebele land specific. So some of the key things which I tweeted this that he he mentioned, he talked about, you know, obviously reinstating Matebele land as the industrial capital, you know because you know we used to have industries and all that stuff um also i don't know how that works in this sort of carbon neutral world <laughs> imagining those smokes <laughs> sort of going up but um, yeah well you gotta you gotta adapt right um it's not like america and all these countries don't have functioning industries the the idea is to make it more sustainable mm-hmm. from an environmental perspective so yeah, we can make it work can make it work Exactly. And and I have an unpopular opinion when it comes to the sort of environmental sustainability and some of the demands that are being put on developing countries. Um, I, 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 I sometimes, I'm going on a tangent, but I yeah. feel like just in terms of how sort of ge- geographically, um, some African countries, some developing countries, like the the, the 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 land is actually quite vast, and you know people are sparsely. Well, obviously in the cities, you know it's dense, but generally yeah. on average, there's you know people are sparsely located. So I just feel a lot of the damage that is happening to the climate is. Um, by these big Western countries and also your Chinas um, and these big corporations. And I think it could, it's a little bit unfair to put the same standard on some of these developing countries that are literally lagging behind in terms of their industrialization. So saying to to a country, oh, get rid of coal completely, at the same rate as a UK. I don't know. I, 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 no, it, it, yeah. it can't. It can't. A, a lot of these regulations, and to just go off on a tangent as well, um, they're, they're meant to, generally speaking, allow developing countries um, a sort of a, a certain threshold by which they can pollute so that they can catch up the problem then becomes is also our leaders then they go and they sign some of these things and they commit to a lot of these obviously you're you held at gunpoint right someone's like sign this thing or you won't get aid um and then from there you're unable for the most part to develop and build your industries and manufacture to the point where you can even think of catching up to some of these countries in the west it's terrible yeah, absolutely. And it kind of takes me back to the point where we're talking about the International Criminal Court, where it's likely that a lot of these countries, that that was part of the condition of their independence, you know, sign up yeah. to the International Criminal Court, human rights, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. there's, there's a term, I think, American use, like when, like, if a bill is going through, 
and so many additions are being made. I think they call it sort of like uh, filling it up with pork or, or something like that. And I think that's yeah. what happens with developing countries. Um, a lot of these agreements at COP26 and all these different places, if you scrutinize them, it's kind of like, does it help us? But again, it's because our leaders are greedy. They'll be just seeing, oh, X millions <laughs> are coming our way. This is how mm. you know, I can build my mansion and, and not really looking at the fine line and what it actually yeah. is. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So back to, to Chamisa. So you talked about reinstating Matipele land and then said de-hararized national products or devolution really um, because why, why do people have to go to Harare to sort out their pensions, uh, go to Harare for this, you know, um, yeah, and then talked about establishing a truth and reconciliation uh, forum to address Gugrahundi and also talked about the fact that victims of Gugrahundi and um, descendants should have the right to commemorate um, and also talked about making Matibelin and the Center for Arts and Culture and, you know, name-checked Amakosi Theatre. So it, I was really impressed because it felt like it's someone who just had a grasp of the issues. But again, these are not revolutionary things. These are things that people have been saying for years. For years. <laughs> On social. It just felt like this was 2018-19 Twitter, like, talking points. Uh, and, and that he probably just went and and got yeah 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 i mean i mean he, he's i mean i assume he's running for president i think he has a big team behind him that listens to issues affecting people on the ground in the diaspora and as well as on social media so you'd expect that he's well informed i think the important part is you know the, the one thing as someone who grew up in matibele land has always felt is that we're often not heard in terms of the things that, you know, it's not like people are asking for a lot, right? Decentralized government so that when I apply for my driver's license, I don't have to be told that it must come from Harari first, right? I mean, that, that's basic. It's, 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 it's simple. It's not even a, we see you as a province a government itself should look to decentralize things to make life easier for citizens. I've always said that you at times feel like the Zimbabwean government is committed to making life difficult uh-huh. for its citizens as possible. So some of these things aren't, they're not revolutionary, but it's for the, for the last time you feel like, okay, we're being heard. But in the sense that we're being heard, you're thinking, okay, how bad is the incumbent that if they couldn't actually just think of this, like just to improve as a modern government, right? To, to just improve certain things, it doesn't make sense. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think not to be ageist, but there's just something about when all people are making decisions that will not impact them, right? So if you're 80, yes. um, like how are you like <laughs> making decisions and so is it okay it doesn't matter if if the president is 80 is fine but if you're 80 and all your team uh <laughs> you know 
80 as well, which is yeah. what we have. It may not be in age, but even in thinking, uh, that, that's just what, I mean, that that's just what we have in the government of Zimbabwe from my yeah. And 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 it may also be that they look at it as as you said as them not being affected. I think a part of it is that mentality of Uti, I grew up under these conditions, so I survived under those conditions. I don't know why you can't survive. It's like talking to someone who used to post letters to apply for university, or write letters or got drop off their CV in person to apply for an attachment. Now you're telling such a person with the chief, it's 2022, you can literally accept emails via, I mean, you can accept applications for attachment and internships and work via email. You can have a dedicated mailbox for that. Also want to say, yeah, but you know, I can't take it seriously if, unless it's been handed to me physically in person. It's a backward thinking that says, I did this in my day. Why can't you do it nowadays too? And that's kind of the cycle that I think we've also been stuck on as citizens, right? It's not just the leadership as citizens. So as, as like you said, I think um, there's a refreshful way, a refreshing way in which he, he, came, up, he came across. Um, and I think it's also like Sipo said, it's the hope that kills sometimes with the, uh-huh. it, it there's a little spark that then comes to you when you start hearing things that you've been thinking or talking about or complaining about being addressed at a leadership level. Uh-huh. And I know the last time we talked, you were saying, you know, you've deliberately sort of stayed away from Zim politics because, you know, sometimes it can be quite triggering, uh, which I completely, completely understand. Uh, I, I just get away from engaging. I, I pay attention and I follow and, you know, I, I, you know, even now in South Africa, there's, an, there's a new wave of anti-foreign sentiment. It's not that I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. I pay attention, I observe, but I, I try not to engage just because it's like, whoo, you get your hopes up and then next thing you're anxious about what's going to happen next. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I, I understand. So are you well if you're comfortable are you planning to go home and vote like in 2023 like how are you feeling about it or are you kind of just cautiously like okay i'm just watching i'm not really Mm -hmm. great um i probably belong to and sometimes i don't like saying this but probably a very huge demographic of zimbabweans who've never voted Mm-hmm. Uh, you get what I mean yeah. so the first time I turned 18 there wasn't an election year so that was 2012 mm-hmm. it wasn't an election year the elections were the following year 2013 I was in varsity mm-hmm. and I've just I haven't been in the country ever since mm-hmm. so for all those election years I've been at school or working or I've just I've never been in the Mm-hmm. And then whenever I think of, oh, let me go back and vote. I'm like, really going to go back just to vote? Like, why is guy thinking your one vote will make a difference in the country where elections are rigged? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm inclined 
in my heart of heart, I want to say, hey, I will, you know, catch a flight and then make it a trip home to visit. And then at the same time, um, you know, go to the ballads. Mm. But at the same time, I'm fighting against the mentality I've had the previous years mm. where it's like, will it even be worth it? I'm so far, blah, 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 blah. And I think a lot of people in the diaspora probably feel that way. Mm. Book a flight and then go home and vote and then direct the election, then what? Um, that's been the sort of mentality in a way. Mm. No, and I think that's fair. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, what The issue that I've always had with with opposition well I guess the main opposition is I think they could do a little bit more and and again people come back and say well you know they're 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 not resourced they don't have money but I think there's just something about exciting and conscientizing people about going home to vote right not everyone is going to be able to um, you know, if you're in Cape Town, for example, that maybe that's a big ask. But maybe if you're in Joburg, you know, um, in it, it could be possible. Um, because the last elections, 2018, the difference between uh, President Nangakwa and Chamisa was about 300,000 plus votes. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Nangakwa got to about approximately 2.5 million and Chamisa 2.1 you know Nanga was about it was 2,456,000 plus and then Chamisa 2,100,000 so it's like 300,000 and if you think about it if there's obviously concerns about ballot filling fiddling and all that sort of stuff um what they need is that 300 plus well it's not just 300 plus because more people have left the country from 2018 um but but i I feel like you can't just rely on people at home so if you could literally get 200,000 people within the sadak region to come home that would make such a big difference oh no it would which is the reason why um back was the 2018 when we were, when were having conversations about um, opening the foreign vote, the, the diaspora vote, letting people vote at embassies and consulates and all of that. Um, the government was just like, no, because most people who fled the country fled because of push factors more than pull factors mm. to the countries where they went to. And the reason for that is just simply because you know, they would most likely want to change things. Mm-hmm. And then you're more, you're, you're basically allowing a vote against you if you're allowing people to vote from, you know, the, the Zimbabwean consulate in the UK or the Zimbabwean consulate in Cape Town here um, in town. So it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's a bit of a, a tricky one. So then do you then say to people, okay, book flights, go home, make a vote. It's asking a lot. It, it, no, it's, 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 it's asking a lot, but you can, you can ask. And if 16,000 people heed yeah. the ask, it makes For those who can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of like, it's, that's where you, 
the intersection of art culture sort of comes in if there's mm-hmm. like an event you know maybe we should have asked major league to come during election they're <laughs> 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 going to be in them but it just takes deliberate thinking about it and if maybe there could be fundraising okay uh we're going to fundraise there's going to be transport from Joburg. obviously you don't know what you, when people get home will they actually vote <laughs> will they even vote for you but it's a gamble yeah. take um yeah you know it's a, it is it is um yo i'm trying to think of them saying they're transporting people specifically to vote what do you think would happen would it be chaos it would be chaos i forget what the eventually is doing I can tell you now. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a safety issue, maybe. The safety issue is one. I think that's one. Safety issue on your way there. Um, obviously, once you get to the border and they stop you and you have all these people, obviously a citizens entitled to go back. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I, I don't see that process being straightforward. I, I, think, it could, I think they can frustrate it yeah. very easily. But that's just me playing devil's advocate and looking at things that could go wrong. The things that could go 100% correct and right. Um, people could vote. Um, they could be allowed to come into the country, cast their vote, and you never know how it goes. Mm. <sighs> no, man. Zim is one of those places. I, I <sighs> But I find myself getting drawn in, like, all these spaces. No. <laughs> 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 I find myself, I think one thing about Zimbabwe is we can talk. Ha! We can. Of course. We can chew an issue. <laughs> and, and talk about it and talk about it until, until, until. And, and it's important. I think people are frustrated. People have opinions. And a lot of people, to be honest, Twitter has shown me this. People just want to be heard. Um, spaces have taught me that a lot of people just really just want their voice to be heard. doesn't matter if it's by you, government, anyone can listen. Just hear what I have to say. And unfortunately, it feels like with our government, we've been talking to a wall for 42 years. And whenever we can get a chance to talk about issues, I will do it, Shane. Yeah, I know. We'll do it, we'll do it. But no... Um, we're going to be watching this space and hopefully we're going to be doing a little bit more sort of trying to get some, you know, some of these people to come on and actually talk to us um, and see what, 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 what they have to say. So if you guys are listening and you have any um, sort of requests of who you would like to us to have on to ask questions um let us know although i do get although i like politics but i i every time i have like there's someone who is a zim political figure on the pod i i get scared (laughs) why um it's a lot of you've handled it well each time though every time you've had um you know one of these big yeah yeah players in the game it do, do you know what it is it's kind of like on social it's like maybe on twitter when um people come 10 tiers away from you that are never on your yes. tail yeah 
and so you get an, an audience who like it, never listened to the podcast and then they listen for the first time and then they're like why are you laughing <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but but yeah you're right it, it has never been about the content but it's always been about the how uh, so 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 sometimes it's just like oh and then you get pe- people are fiercely loyal to their people right oh they are 100 percent. so if you ask a question which seems like you're pushing they'll be like Mm-mm-mm. like <laughs> no not that not like that exactly they'll start calling you all sorts but you know what we're ready we're ready i think it's it's part of our duty to um give the the the, of course and you know the the closer we get to 2023 the more important these conversations will become um the more you know the more people start getting to grips with voting and who to vote for why you're voting for them it's going to be it's going to be important yeah yeah so guys expect a lot of that although i've been getting blue ticked but you know what we we continue. <laughs> um, I was about to ask you, but then I, I think I'll ask you when we're offline. But who you're trying to coerce to jump on for for? Do you think it's a good know, idea? Hard I, questions. Do you think it's a good idea if I say or I shouldn't say? I'm, I, I'm not... mm, uh, I I don't know. I, well, I personally wouldn't, and then just try to. But if you, if I mean if you're open and who you'd like to have on. You might speak it into the universe and then you never know. They could come from 100 TLs away after listening to this. Do do, do you know what? I I think I will say um, I would love to have uh, Ostalos, gift Ostalos, who's the deputy spokesperson. Mm -hmm. Um, Of, of, yeah. Yeah. um, I'd love to just have a conversation with him, particularly just about the new CCC, um, and also because he's from Matabeleland, um, mm. there's that dynamic. Um, and I just think he's just an interesting, I've sort of seen his trajectory and, and it's sort of seen his, you know, growth. Yeah, he's very young as well. Isn't he about my age? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Young or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's someone that I would, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to have... Uh, gift of so if anyone knows <laughs> oh if oh, if he's listening hey like you know come through come through like you don't have to answer anything that you're not comfortable with but i think 2023 is now like it's 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 so near um and actually it'll yeah i think it'll be good to have a conversation so Ostalos, revolutionary greetings, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> revolutionary come, greetings. Please do come through. He used to, he used, I think there was a video of him once when he was like, revolutionary greetings. We we stand where we stood, where we... I'll, I'll try and find the video. I used to laugh. Like, because you can tell very, like, that, you know, strong student union kind of, kind of energy. But no kind of energy exactly okay so so that's that's zim um and yeah again just to warn you guys there'll be more musings on that um 
so I just wanted to talk about Ukraine. Um, obviously, I'm not a foreign policy expert. I'm not going yeah. to and, uh, you know, pretend like I know the full picture of the geopolitics. But the thing that, you know, caught my attention was the issue that a lot of African students were having trying to come out of Ukraine. I don't know if yeah. you've that on social media. Uh, the, the, there's a girl called Corinne Sky who was, she was in Ukraine. So she started tweeting about it. Um, and next thing, you know, she was kind of working with some people. There were mobilizing funds, um, you know, sharing information, sharing resources. Um, and there were some really shocking videos of people trying to get on trains and local people actively sort of, you know, preventing them and yeah. basically sort of saying Ukrainians have to, to, to go on there. So, yeah, I just, I don't know if you saw that because a number of things came to mind. One was just like, oh, yo, racism, like you have to fight racism. It's, it doesn't matter what's happening. Like racism is just always there. However, mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit, there's, there's a bit more nuance to it, which is, um, I guess, in a way, it's like if you are a citizen of, if you're a citizen of Zimbabwe, right, in Ukraine, and something happens, really, in an ideal world, we know it's not ideal, right? But in an ideal world, if you're looking to get out of the country, ideally you should be looking to get out of the country to watch to go back home. So yeah. India, um, uh, they, 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 they got some planes, they chartered some planes for this, for their students back to yeah. India. Um, you know, this, obviously these big Western countries, they did the same. But I think it really showed the glaring failure of a lot of African countries. In um, terms of looking out for citizens. Yeah, in terms of their embassy capabilities, embassy resourcing, looking after citizens, because that's why a lot of African students found themselves in that position, just because their embassies were not able to help. Or if anything, mm. like the closest embassies, Germany and people in Germany, you know, their hands are tied because it's difficult for them to negotiate for their citizens to come to Germany without the right visas. <sighs> so it, it just really showed, you know, the race, racism definitely. Yes. Also, just the glaring failure of some of the countries that we come from. 100 percent um it, it, it is difficult and i agree with you on the point of obviously if, if i'm zimbabwean going into germany it, pre it presents a problem for germany in terms of oh well shit now we have to let zimbabweans in maybe we don't even have an agreement with zim um with regards to how we regulate the movement of these people specifically right whereas maybe we can agree with ukraine that okay no look 
certain number of citizens can be let in. Um, even then, we'll only take women and children. So I, I see that complication. Um, but you know, in 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 times of crisis, I think those things should come secondary when human life is almost at stake. I think that's okay. that's that's my opinion, because what what you'll get, and and this is something you'll see even wherever in the world, what you'll get is where there's a war or a pandemic or whatever. You know, when when COVID nineteen hit, all everyone in the world, all these countries here. You weren't, I wasn't going to the health department to get a vaccine and they were now saying, yeah, sorry, citizens first or citizens only. Because uh -huh. they truly appreciate that, look, when it comes to loss of life and we're in a global crisis, it affects everyone. We can't now start policing who gets a vaccine, who gets this, who gets treated, who doesn't, ET, ETC. I think that's in those scenarios we can leave the more nuanced discussions on immigration and migration and refugee treatment. It's very easy to make a record of, okay, this is who's entered the country um, for safety. You're what, what, on a Zimbabwean passport, your passport numbers this, you're on a visa from Ukraine, come in, we'll treat you as if you're a citizen because. You know, when, when, you, when you move to these countries and you apply for a permit or residency or whatever it is, they charge you a shitload of money on the basis that you are going to be a burden for their government. Most of the time, you're never a burden for their government. And that money is just pocketed. It goes to the Department of Home Affairs or whoever it is, and it's never used. Now, times of crisis where it's like, okay, this is what it's for, right? In an event where I'm using your infrastructure or I need to evacuate, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's put all these other conversations aside and let's assist each other. That's just my, that's my two cents. Mm, mm. No, no, I, I, I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hope Puti, I mean, the last sort of reports I saw, it looked like a lot of the students were able to make their way out um, to other countries. But yeah, I think we, we, we also just need to, to do better as, as, as countries. Oh, definitely, you know? definitely. Um, I, in, in an ideal world, it's as you said, the, the Zim government would send an airism plane evacuate all the people mm. <laughs> imagine if they did and then people be like nah fam <laughs> Good out, yeah. i ain't going back <laughs> listen i'd rather i'd rather go to russia itself <laughs> let me let me go to the eye of the storm <laughs> nah let me let me dodge the bullets here i'm not <laughs> going back to that country <laughs> nah fam it's like come come and then the problem with zip is they'll bring the plane and then as soon as you enter they'll put a scarf on you and then the next Yay. day they'll take pictures of you and put them on, and nick mangana will tweet them oh, oh <laughs> and you'll back. be 
you'll be standing next to him, Unkalagate, welcoming from the airport um, to advertise his um, his efforts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we are fellow citizens have come through. Exactly. You'll stand there with the scarf and a picture, and it's over for you. Listen, actually, you know what? Um, two two examples on on like with the scarf thing, where I realized that it's so it. it it can be so easy to get yourself caught up in Scarfgate. One, ah, easy. One was when I went to Zim, to the Zim Achievers Awards in in London. When was it? September. Um, yeah. Ha! <sighs> First of all, like the Zim Achievers Awards, like great, absolutely fantastic. However, you could tell there was a lot of zanification. <laughs> like there were I don't even know how many people you know like the, the, the they had the screens so we had a video message from Monica Mtwanga there was a video message from so and so all of them like would have ED at the back and then you have these young guys you know with scarves and all that stuff who probably are you know just hustling and trying to make connections and then we had Bruce Gobbler. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Do you remember the yeah the, the soccer player? Oh, yeah, so he he got an award, whatever lifetime, whatever. And then at the event, he 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 put his cards out. He was like, he he would love to coach the Zim team, right? Then later on, I see uh, people sort of taking pictures with him, and next thing. Who has a scarf on? <laughs> I, don't know, I literally saw a man giving him the scarf, right? And it was so quick. <laughs> yeah. And, and give and then like kind of like patting him, whatever, like oh, you look good. And then they took they took pictures. I don't know if it was calculated or <laughs> it happened so quickly that I was so scared. I literally was dodging at that event because I was like, you literally. <laughs> Oh, I could. I literally could just. T- t- someone with this scarf will just <laughs> selfie with me. I was like, I, that's when I realized. I said, "Oh my god!" Like, okay, that was one. And then the second, um, a young person um, that I'm related to <coughs> said that this is a Zim, right? Um, anyway they they take part in 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 different activities right so they were contacted like oh you know we're looking for young girls to do some workshop or something something right it just sounded interesting so the person Mm -hmm. said "Ah, they went they went they get to the bus whatever right and then the 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 branding is girls for ED. Right. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're like, what is this? They're like, no, girls for economic development. <laughs> right? Wait, what? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's economic, it's economic development, right? Mind you now when you're taking a picture next to it, it's over. Exactly. But fortunately, the that young person had her wits about her and was and just saying no. But I thought that's so it, 
I don't know if at her age I would have said no because it was like a trip, you know, going out mm. of town. You're with your friends, da, 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 da. and literally, yeah. They, they, I think they took pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, girls for ED. <laughs> what is wrong with those people? But yeah, and, and, and what what I'll, what I'll say is the scarf thing, right? The funny thing is, if you'd asked me 15 years ago, like you're moving out of the country or whatever, here, take a scarf, put it around your neck um, as a scarf. Because I remember when guys would, would make like the Zim cricket or rugby or whatever athletics team, they'd get given scarves and they'd wear them to school. And it was the coolest thing ever. Mm. Like it was like, yo, this is so dope. But it's just funny how over the last few years, just by association, it's been, it's taken on a whole different meaning to be a person who wears a sim scarf because now it looks like how. And then when I... Mm-hmm. And the thing is, any, they, they, wear mm-hmm. it, they wear it when it's not, when it's hot. So it's, yes. it's just like... <laughs> It's like if they they wore it when it's cold, like we'll be like, okay, cool. But they've just taken it overboard. It's become a brand. It's become a brand. It's become a brand which you associate with a certain um, group of people. So when it just used to be descriptive of the country, right? Just used to be you wearing your your Zim flag is patriotic. Now it's like, oh, actually it just means Uti I. I align with, and it's very intentional. It's almost genius, I must say. Like it's, it's, I look at it and I'm like, that is smart. No, no, it, it is, it is. But I understand that the, the, the lady who designed, I think it was, it's, 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 it's a young, a young person who designed the scarf. I think really, truly meant it for, you know, for it to be a patriotic symbol. Um, but it's just been so politicized. <laughs> <laughs> at this point um but it's I, taken on its own meaning yeah i wonder if if she gets money from it or i mean i hope she does i don't know I doubt it. You, you you know what these people just took her pattern and just <laughs> just just to, just took it to my shoe beer like replicate please <laughs> right can i have a hundred of these <laughs> yeah no man that is them um and then just just on the whole kind of russia thing i i saw i saw a tweet that from kpmg which was like oh my god so kpmg tweeted out this is about two days ago they were like oh we believe we have responsibility along with other global businesses to respond to the russian government's ongoing military attack on ukraine as a result, our Russia and Belarus firms will leave the KPMG network. KPMG has over 4,500 people in Russia and Belarus, and ending our working relationship with them, men, many of whom have been a part of KPMG for decades, is incredibly difficult. Just like that. And that's it. 4,500 families no like lost their livelihood i was like whoa i mean is 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 all fair in war maybe i don't know 
it's hypocritical. Mm-hmm. I I must say it's very hypocritical. Um, not just in the manner in which the West have reacted to the the, the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but you know nothing similar was ever taken in the Iraq invasion or the Libya invasion or you know all these other weird wars that were basically started by certain powers like the US or UK or you know Israel or whoever. What, what it does is it just shows you when the world wants, it can really put its minds to something and, and end, not end war, but truly, truly act or take action to end certain prejudices and certain wars and, and certain things. I guess in, in, in KPMG was one, I think there were other companies that also went down the same route. Um, I know a lot of football clubs terminated their Russian partnerships. Oh and now I'm just there like, no, but you also have American companies that were, you mm. know, when, when America was invading all these Afghanistan, yeah. Iraq, Vietnam, whoever, life continued uh-huh. in, a, in a very strange way. So I, I'm looking at it now and I can't help but just think that guys really, of course, you want to put pressure on Russia as a country, mm. but there, you know there, there's there's innocent people that are not losing their jobs because of this, and an action with which you would not do if a certain power had done something similar. Yep, I, I absolutely agree. So apparently, Coca Cola, PwC, Starbucks. Uh, are just uh, some of the the the, the companies um, that have yeah that have ceased operations in um, in Russia. I saw something else which I thought hmm. So uh, there was a tweet that said Lithuania has cancelled a planned shipment of four hundred forty thousand uh, COVID vaccines to Bangladesh after that country refused to join other nations at the UN in condemning Russia for its invasion. So I was like, hmm, this is a slip. It's a bit overboard. It's a very slippery slope. Because I, th- I think I saw like a Zuma press statement on the whole Ukraine thing where he, you know, it seemed to read like, you know, we need to contextualize the role that Russia is, has played. Seem to be quite sympathetic. Yeah, no, I know it is. It is, and he wouldn't be. I think Zuma and his camp. Um, I've read up a couple of, of you know, very sympathetic responses that say, "No, look, basically, when Ukraine left the Soviet Union and left Russia, the agreement was you won't join NATO." Because if you join NATO, you're basically allowing them to bring nuclear weapons right onto Russia's doorstep or right next to Russia or whatever. Mm. The moment the moment Ukraine um, sort of specified the intention to join NATO, Russia apparently had always said, we will act. And then the West, I think, were like, hmm. We don't think they will just do it. We'll see. And, and if, if they do something, we'll back you up. Uh-huh. And what's happened now is the Russia's acted. 
the West hasn't done anything. They're just sanction after sanction after sanctions. Russia doesn't seem to care. And we're now at a point where Russia is saying, okay, well, in context, this is why we're doing this. Your leaders know why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So they mustn't come and act, <clears throat> quote unquote, dumb and as if Putin just woke up and decided this is what it is, right? There is some context to it. But at the same time, you can't hide from the fact that innocent people are losing their lives. You can't justify that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, no, Samal, that was uh, interesting. Very, uh, we spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about current current affairs, politics, and all that sort of stuff. But um, but I that that that's that's my that's that's my sweet spot. <laughs> I, but, and and it's always it's always interesting because at times then I get to think about things and I'm like, oh, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. view it like that. No, no, I, 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 I enjoyed. So, so, someone said um, when we did the last episode, they were like, "Senna will always say." They were like, "Senna will say, um, I don't know too much about it," and then we'll go on to show just how much he knows and how knowledgeable he is. <laughs> no, but I think that's always like a disclaimer because I, I, I in my head. I don't consider myself to be a foreign policy expert or, or whatever. So then you obviously, then I'll start talking about what I know. Maybe what I know would be sufficient to pass off as knowledgeable. But in my head, it's literally just things that I know. The funny thing is whenever I talk to my dad, I feel like I don't know anything because that man like, knows a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Like we can start talking about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in 2014, um, this happened. You know, there was the invasion and the planes and whatever. And he'll say, yeah, but, you know, it dates back from 1960-whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's good. It means, <laughs> you know, you, you need to know something so that, you know, you're not one of those people um you know, if you're in a group setting and people start talking about Russia and Ukraine and everyone, all you're saying is, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I don't I don't hold it against anyone. Oh, yeah. Of course. inspired by political chat. It's, of, of, of course. Part of it is just because I, I like history and yeah and things. Yeah. I get it. It's it's not just politics. It's just like sort of general things. You know, sometimes people be, when you be just like, oh wow, that's crazy. Because <laughs> you're like, nah, I can't, I can't. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> just to get out of that chat, like, like we try to change subjects, like. <sighs> did you see? Did you did you see what what what's happening with I don't know, <laughs> the big Zulu or whatever, and then people continue hey. and chat and you're like, ah, yes. Hey, speaking of Twitter, as I'm a, I'm a hashtag now. I'm trying to like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's taking us away from, from the conversation we're having. No, no, no. Which hashtag? No, no. Yeah, I'm just saying. Would he generally speaking, oh. the subject by saying that? <laughs> 
there's a joke. There's a joke I saw which yeah. he, ladies <laughs> took chance that your girlfriend was helping in Ukraine or Mosha Ubel. You know, you know that joke, if if you take your person somewhere and then the people are not impressed with whatever, and then you'll be like, no, it's just that you don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> like I know her. You know what? When, once you start having to, and I realize, once you start having to defend your partner in a, in, afterwards or after people have met her, mm. you're fighting a losing battle, <laughs> especially if it's after the first time. You must just know what you mm-hmm. yeah, we're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you like, start no. No. No, yeah, I know guys in um it's just the setting I vote me. Usually in classes what do I it's fine, it's just that Katesi of a scandal so oh I remember one time ages ago. I think I, I was talking to some people and then I was putting a lot of disclaimers. No. Um, this, this, and then I remember someone was like, ha, who would know who's coming with so many disclaimers already? Because <laughs> I, I hadn't like, even met the person. No. Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> You were preempting. No, you go to like it's Kiwasasi. Oh, okay. So play no. Uh, he's shy. That's quite a few. That is quite a few disclaimers. So yeah. But okay. Anyway, uh just quickly before we wrap up, uh just wanted to just some quick questions, quick questions for you, Mr. Moyo. And uh, we're just gonna call this like just a sort of like a, a, a chill question round, right? So question, if you could be a fruit, which one and why? Why am I scared? The fruit. Mm-hmm. Hectic. I will just pick the one that I like or say apple. Why? Because I like apples. Okay, okay, that's that's a good enough reason. Um, okay, so if you could go by sort of like a uh a new nickname, right? So your new nickname, right, would be your grandmother's name and the last meal you had. If you put those together. What would it be? What would it be? What's my grandma's name? Yo. So, what did I have for lunch? Was it a chicken stew? Yo, I don't think I can put it together. <laughs> you can't put it together? <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. I can, I can try. Okay, fine. Fine, there we go. Uh-huh. Gladys chicken stew. Oh, that 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 goes well. Doesn't doesn't as a restaurant name. Yeah. Oh. It could work as a really good restaurant name. You actually gave me an idea. It would work. It would work. Um. Okay. Another one. If you could choose an 
an, uh, an era of music to sort of stay stuck in, right? Um, that you just listen to that music for life, what would it be? What, what era of music are you Ooh, like? That's a very interesting one. Ooh, so there is a coin toss between early 2000s Guaido uh -huh. and the reggae and dancehall scene between 2010 and 2013. Right. I will pick late 90s, early 2000s Guaido. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, imagine it's your best friend's wedding. Don't have to. <laughs> imagine it's very imminent. Um, would you ask your best friend uh, if you could propose at that wedding? if you wanted to propose to your person. At his wedding? Yeah. Yo, so his person would probably kill me if I did that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how he'd feel. I'm not sure how he'd feel, but I know the missus would not be impressed. Yeah. So I wouldn't do it, but I'm just not sure. I I'd have to ask him. Actually, I'll ask him when I talk to him later. Okay. But but I wouldn't do it because I know she wouldn't like it. Okay. Because you're basically taking away the shine. She's the bride of the day. It's her day. And when, when you come and start doing things like that, mm -hmm. very, very easily, it can distract. The story yeah. becomes you. Absolutely, absolutely. But it depends. It depends. Like if it's at the end of the night, I want to, you know, when they're now dancing, whatever. It's even worse. Really? Because the last thing they'll remember is that. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, uh, when was the last time you were on a vacation? <laughs> uh, very smart. Very smart. Um, mm, December. Mm, okay. Right. Ah! Okay. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Just I've answered <laughs> all the necessary questions. Thank you so much for, 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 for indulging us. Um and um so just before we go, I I will I will can can we flip those questions around? Okay, ask whichever one. When was the last time? What? Or would you ever be proposed to at your friend's wedding? No, same reasons. Because I think, but also it for me, yeah, I also want it to be my day. I don't want to share like their anniversary. <laughs> so I want it to be my yes. own day. Wait, is there, do engagements have an anniversary? I don't think they do. I, uh, hey, you can check these things out, fella. 
if if you if try you, what things out. I search you have many dates, you know. Uh, flowers, Women's Day, Valentine's, our engagement, our this. <laughs> and then I see that capitalism is winning. So in one year, I must remember a Valentine's, a birthday, an engagement anniversary, a dating anniversary, and a wedding anniversary. See, that's five things. Exactly. Exactly. You should. And capitalism. Capitalism is winning. <laughs> definitely is it definitely is um i'm going to be in debele about it and be say it exactly how my father would say it uh-huh. <laughs> it's exactly how he said all these celebrations but i don't see anyone digging deep <laughs> nope. no 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 thank 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 you Sen. it's just just one last thing um yeah, there's never a, a good segue into these things, but just really wanted to um, observe and send our condolences uh, to our friend Le, uh, Clarence, well, Dr. Clarence Mandlengosisiziba, who unfortunately uh, passed away, uh, was laid to rest uh, earlier this week. Um, I knew Le um from twitter um and then later on discovered that we both went to john talek um and he was just such a great guy a friend to so many people um people have shared stories about him and he was an international trade law uh expert specialist and like into human rights law and very well accomplished um and his loss is just such such a big big loss so i wanted to make sure that i mention it um and to say our deepest condolences uh to Nglia's family to Nglia's friends um parents to everyone that is deeply uh, hurt by this so hi um it's 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 always hard like when young people your peers uh pass on because it really shows you um yeah just 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 that life unfortunately can be short sometimes and just shout out to yeah everyone like i used to be in some group chat lonely and he was just always laughs, like his laugh, his voice, um, and he's he touched a lot of people. So, just wanted to say, uh, yeah, rest in peace, and yeah, and um, you know, our condolences to his friends, his family, um, and you know, he left a legacy of just love, of just being a people person, umundo and this definitely challenged me to, um, yeah, just be more open and more intentional about, um, you know, building relationships. So yeah, no, rest in peace, rest in peace, and condolences to the Siziba family and wider family. Yeah. Yeah, deepest condolences. I mean, even if I mean, I'll say I didn't know him mm. personally at all, but you know, you just see 
um, people interacting on Twitter and you're like, oh, okay. And then that kind of familiarity, not close familiarity, but just observing yeah. your friends interact with, with him and you and, and a bunch of other people. And then you kind of feel like, oh, okay, life is incredibly fragile because, yeah, we, it's, it's always a reminder when young people lose their lives, but eventually and it's never an easy thing to to process for anyone so condolences to all his friends and, and family absolutely 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 i um yeah there's there's there's, there's no good way to to pivot away from that but uh but guys uh thank you so much to senna from six foot wave uh make sure you check out the pod 